1: And we are back. What is going on, Colts Nation? Welcome back to another episode of Bring the Juice. Your guys, Cody and Derek, back for another one, guys. A little bit of a unique video, Derek. I don't think this is one that we have ever done, so I'm really excited for it. It's a topic that I'm like, how did we never talked about this topic before? But really excited about it. And you guys have seen the title by now. We are discussing some forgotten players who could have a bigger impact with the Colts in 2024 than expected. And so really excited about this Derek because again, you know it's through a 17 game season, you know through training camp, through the you know through the off season, through everything, there are players who kind of get lost in the shuffle. There are players who played significant roles for the team in the past and then you know weren't really available in this you know the last season and sometimes we can seem to forget about these players, right? And for whatever reason, we can seem to kind of just say, hey, and we can kind of like look back at the roster and be like, oh, I forgot that that player was still on the roster. Right. And so, with that being said, Derek, I'm really excited to jump into it. You know, today we have five guys that we want to talk about who we think could have bigger roles than maybe other people are expecting, or, you know, people in general, when they think about the Colts roster, they don't typically think about some of these players. And so, really excited about that. I will add a stipulation before we get going, Derek. For a couple of the guys that didn't make the list that could potentially have been on here, I think for a few of them, it's either, you know, they're still unproven, like they were rookies last year. I know I'm thinking like a guy like Daniel Scott, uh, for example, was a guy that, you know, the Colts were really high on, but obviously he got injured really early and, you know, didn't get to see him, but still kind of excited for him, but we don't really know what that'll look like. Um, But then you think of other guys, you know, like, you know, guys that are impending free agents, I think like Danny Pinter, who has been kind of your backup center for the last couple of years, but then gets injured this year. And it's Wesley French. And we don't ever hear about Danny Pinter, but he's an upcoming free agent. Not entirely sure if the Colts will keep him. So we don't have him on that list just for that reason alone. Uh, but with that being said, Derek, let's start and dive in. We'll start with the offense. We have three players on the offense and then finish with the final two players on the defense. Who is the first player on offense that you would say could have a bigger impact than we're expecting right now?
2: We'll just go ahead and do this based off the order we have here on this list. I would go ahead and suggest Evan Hall would definitely have a increased role in this offensive system. Remember the Indianapolis Colts drafted him for a reason uh, in that fifth round. And the Indianapolis Colts feel very strongly about Evan Hall's abilities, especially his pass catching abilities from out of the backfield. We saw him do that at Northwestern. This is a guy that gives 150% all the time and unfortunately, you know, had that injury in the offseason and was unable to just be able to play throughout the season, which really sucks. But that is just something that the Indianapolis Colts had to deal with a lot last year. A lot of different players having that issue. So I, I fully expect when Evan Hall gets back that you see Evan Hall in this system a lot, especially since you and I have talked about how we don't believe that Zach Moss will officially be back. And if, if Zach Moss isn't back, Evan Hall will definitely have an increased role In this system, even if the Colts bring in another running back to compete, I think even if Zach Moss returns, you're still going to see Evan Hall in there for a few snaps every game just because what Shane Steichen is able to do with play design because of the play style of Evan Hall, because you know the kind of player that he is, it will divert attention away from different concepts of other players and more towards Evan Hall, which is exactly what Shane Steichen wants to have happen because ultimately that's how he can take advantage of the uh, team's either lack of aggression or the aggression going for Evan Hall. So I definitely think it could be a very interesting year for Hall if he is fully healthy and I definitely look forward to seeing what he does in the offseason, man.
1: Yeah, I mean, I'm interested because I mean, the Colts kind of used a uh, receiving back in Tyler Goodson last year, but not really to the degree I think they will use a guy like Evan Hall, right? We never really saw the Colts really get that type of player, you know, like like Naheem Hines was for the Colts for so many years. You know, we never saw the Colts kind of utilize that kind of in their back pocket. I don't necessarily think they felt comfortable as much you know, using it as opposed to if they had Evan Hall. And I'm curious what other wrinkles that will allow the Colts to add to their offense this year. Just having a guy that, you know, at Northwestern, he caught, you know, 50 plus balls, you know, multiple years in a row. So like that type of guy um, who has kind of the volume and also has the stats to back it up, you know, I'm curious to see kind of what that looks like and how that changes the Colts offense, potentially, you know, moving forward and and everything like that. So yeah, definitely excited to see Evan Hall here in year number two. Hopefully he can stay healthy. And if he can, I'm intrigued to see the role that Evan Hall will have with the Colts this year. It's going to be really interesting. Uh, Another guy, Derek, I think this is probably one of the more popular names for guys uh, that potentially have been forgotten is Jelani Woods. And, And Talk about a guy that just completely the expectations were here and you got nothing for it. And it was no, not Jelani's fault, just the hamstrings, man. He just had one of those years when it came to injuries, man, where he just couldn't catch a break. It just, I felt bad for the guy because uh, he just kept dealing with these injuries. And, you know, I know the plan was to come back around the time of that uh, Patriot game um, in Germany, but then, You know, it happened again. The other one flared up, and it's just like, man, you just feel terrible for the guy. But Jelani Woods, when he was healthy, Derek, his rookie year. And again, we all know the disaster that was 2022 for the Colts offense. uh, But Jelani Woods still stood out as one of the players that made an impact, right? He still was the guy that when you knew when you put the ball in his hands for the most part, he was going to make a play, he was going to make something good happen. I mean, Derek, we even saw it as early as the Kansas City game. Where the good, the dude had multiple touchdowns. And and so you just saw the potential that was there, you know, with the production that he gave you when he was targeted. And also, Derek, you saw the size. You know, you saw the physical attributes that were just off the charts. And you said, man, if he can put it all together and the Colts can get him involved, he's gonna have a great 2023. And again, the injuries stopped him from that. So you think, okay, 2024, you know, you have a new offensive scheme, you know, you have. Uh, a new quarterback, you know, how better, how much better could can he be if he can stay healthy? Like, how dangerous could Jelani Woods truly be if he has everything going his way like it could be here in 2024? So I think for that reason alone, a lot of people have forgotten how good Jelani Woods was when he was playing in 2022. And if he's healthy, I believe how good he can be in 2024.
0: We're driven by the search for better. You need indeed moving forward.
2: Yeah, absolutely. And I think this is kind of a weird concept here with Jelani because he's not necessarily a forgotten player, but people are definitely already writing Jelani Woods off. Like some people have already said that, He will probably either never play again or he will never be the same or he's just, you know, never going to become anything that we expect him to be. You know, one of those situations and, you know, anyone can everyone's entitled to their opinion on how they feel about Jelani's health. But nevertheless, what he can do, obviously being the size that he is and even if he isn't 100% the athlete that he once was still to be at the spot that he is, is really a fantastic thing. So, I mean, I really am excited about Jelani Woods and his return in 2024 because this is a guy that a hundred percent could elevate this offense to a whole nother level. And I mean, it's, really unfathomable what he could actually be with Indianapolis. I mean, we already said, Cody, how elite he was in the red zone in 2022 with Matt Ryan. Like just imagine what he can be with Anthony Richardson in the red zone. Like that, that could be a dangerous combo. So, I mean, the the possibilities are endless. It just all depends on, is he going to be healthy again? And and I know Shane Steichen will use him well. So as long as he gets back to being healthy, Jelani's going to remind people of how good he can be.
1: Yeah, I'm excited for that. Another player who, you know, I think a lot of people have kind of written off as well, Alec Pierce. I mean, let's talk about how many people have already said this dude's a bust, trade him, he's terrible. We need, you know, we need him to be like the fifth wide receiver on the roster. I've heard about everything, Derek, when it comes to the takes on Alec Pierce and, don't really feel like any of them are really uh, super fair to the guy, to be honest with you, Um, because, I mean, we saw what he was able to do when he had Anthony Richardson. And even with Gardner Minshew, when he was targeted, Alec Pierce still made some big plays. I mean, he was critical, Derek, and pivotal even in that Tennessee game. I mean, absolutely pivotal for the Colts, you know, to complete that win. And so when you look at it just overall, Alec Pierce, I believe, out of all the wide receivers, gets so much hate and just so much, I don't know, just dragged through the mud and just so much, like, uh, he's, you know, just taken out by so many people. And so I'm just really excited to see Alec Pierce with Anthony Richardson. I, I really am because Anthony Richardson, we know he can throw the deep ball. We know that's kind of his game. We know Alec Pierce, Well, yes, he definitely still has to get better overall as a receiver, um, he really thrives when it comes to that vertical game. you know he was the best receiver for the Colts the last couple of years on those you know down the field 20 plus yard plays. He's just one of those guys that that is his calling card essentially. And so I'm really excited I think a lot of people have written Alec Pierce off, but Derek, I think with a healthy Anthony Richardson, Alec Pierce could be due for a lot of big moments moving forward. What say you about the third year wide receiver for the Indianapolis Colts?
2: yeah I think it's been crazy because the notion i mean I will give people credit this that Alec Pierce is not a fully developed wide receiver he's not and I mean Cody the problem is is i I never once did say Alec Pierce was a complete wide receiver and I know you haven't I don't think anyone has ever I don't think anyone ever admits to the fact that Alec Pierce is a Fully functional, can run any route and create separation on anything wide receiver. We're not saying that. His best attribute is his size and his speed. And that is where he creates the most separation, is when he's allowed to go 1v1 and he has just as much speed as any corner out there. And he's six foot three. So he's already a matchup nightmare for any corner that's trying to take him on one on one. And that's what we're saying is that Alec Pierce's best part of his game was taken away from him this last year because the quarterback that you had throwing him the football wasn't able to make the throws consistently. And that's the problem. So to sit there and suggest that Alec Pierce is at fault for that is completely hilarious. It's like saying that, it's telling everyone has an assignment to do and you put a manager here. You had a manager at this particular spot that knew how to put everyone's tools to best use that manager gets hurt. And then you say that um, you have to put in another manager who doesn't understand the concept of every job that's going on and then blaming the other person for, Oh, hey, like you're not doing good enough because, you know, for whatever reason we don't care, you're not doing better than what you used to and you're yes, you've been on the job for only 6 months, but we're going to get rid of you. Like that's the most ridiculous thing ever. Like you everything about context matters. And the problem is nobody's willing to put context into uh into the argument when it comes to Alec Pierce. They just say he's a one-trick pony. He had no, he was not a factor at all in the offense last year. Get rid of him. He's a bust. Like it, you say that and make it sound true without actually putting any context into it whatsoever. So at the end of the day, Alec Pierce just needs some more time to develop because he's only going to be a third year player who is learning from one of the all time greats. He's already gotten better at what he does. And he just needs a quarterback that actually knows how to throw the ball 50 yards down the field consistently. So if you give him that, I mean, I talked about it, Cody. I think his numbers can easily double uh, with the uh, with Anthony Richardson coming back. Uh, as long as he's around and being healthy, Alec Pierce can do anything.
1: Yeah, I will be really interested to see what that looks like, what Alec Pierce's role is, especially if the Colts, like we think they might, you know, get a wide receiver in the first couple rounds. Like I'll be interested to see kind of what his role looks like, but I still think he will have a significant role, like you mentioned with this offense, because he does something so well when he is targeted that no other wide receiver on your team can do right now. And that is he can beat anybody running down the field. He can be, he can be, uh, one of the best vertical threats in the NFL. I truly believe he can be Derek if you actually get him the football. Because so many times Derek, it felt like last year with how much it felt like Gardner Minshew missed him at times. Like it felt like Alec Pierce was just like running track meets in certain games because he was so open, but Gardner Minshew would just throw to the other guy, you know, and he would just miss him so many times. I just felt like it was a routine thing at at a certain point in the season where we're just like, this is ridiculous. Man, you know, you're you're losing a lot of potential huge plays down the field because, like you mentioned, your manager is not able, you know, to get uh, everyone working at the highest capacity they could be working, you know. And, you know, and so that's what I think is true with Alec Pierce is, yes, okay, he's not a perfect wide receiver. We're not ever going to argue that he's a perfect wide receiver. He's probably never going to be a number one wide receiver. He could be. But right now, it doesn't look like he's going to be maybe that number one wide receiver. But again, what he does well is something the Colts need from him and what the Colts need to do offensively, right? I mean, Ballard even said it. At the end of the year presser, right, we need more big plays. We need more explosion. Alec Pierce gives you explosion down the field if you use him properly. And do the Colts need more? Yes, they do. We would agree with that. But Alec Pierce is one of the more explosive guys on this roster when it comes to the wide receiver position. And you need to use him and use him properly. And if you use him properly, I promise you, Derek, you are going to love the result that you see. Uh, And that's just the problem, Derek. I mean, the first two years of Alec Pierce's career, he's never had a quarterback that can consistently get him the ball down the field. He has not. And so we haven't seen what he can truly become because he hasn't had that. And so, yeah, I would absolutely agree with you, Alec Pierce. You can't sleep on the dude. Not saying he's going to complete wide receiver. Not saying he's going to be, you know, this all-pro, fifteen hundred yard receiver. But I definitely think you cannot write off a guy like Alec Pierce. I, I really do believe
2: that. Absolutely, man. It's just it's just not fair, you know. Because again, the Colts have not had any sort of stability at the quarterback position yet. Let's let's wait. Until we do, until we can actually make a discernible argument on whether or not this wide receiver is actually doing his job correctly before we start deciding, you know, that person's just not good at their job. Uh, I would say, w- let's wait a little longer and then we'll figure yep, that yep. out. yep, I agree. Right, well, let's go ahead and move to the defensive side of things here, Cody. We got a couple defensive guys here, and Let's go ahead and talk about the first name here, and that is Adatamiwa Atabuari. We didn't see a lot of last year, Cody actually finished the year with one and a half sacks right in the middle of when Indianapolis was on that four game win streak that they went on uh, at the middle part of the year. And, you know, we, other than that, was at times was often a healthy scratch but obviously got some playing time while Grover Stewart was gone from the suspension and definitely was a little interesting to say the least, Cody, because, you know, you drafted out of Tommy Juan. he was what, one of the, he was one of the most athletic defensive tackles in the entire draft. I don't remember what was it. He was running like a four, he was running like a four seven, uh, as a 280 something pound dude. So You know, not very often does somebody like that come around, but we didn't get to see a lot of him this year. And I think that with how bad some of your defensive, especially some of your defensive tackle depth has been, I think that there's a lot of opportunities for Adetamiwa to actually get some chances to get some reps finally, because, you know, Er what was it? Uh, Eric Johnson was Terrible this year. He's been terrible since he's been drafted by Indy. Uh, Taven Bryan, I doubt that they resign him. So, I mean, there's a lot of different aspects here in which out of Tommy walking can get some more reps. And we saw he's been he's made a couple tackles on the special team side of things as well. Uh, I think he's just waiting his turn. And as long as you get that, he might have a chance this year to maybe uh, earn some reps this year.
1: Derek, you said 4.7, right? Yeah. That's what you thought? That's what I thought. Can I tell you something? Can I tell you something? Sure. Here in a 4.49.
2: Wait a minute. Was that really? Oh, my gosh. That's even crazier. That is even crazier. Oh, my goodness. A a 4.5, basically, folks, at 280 pounds. That's just insane.
1: Yeah. So the physical tools, absolutely, Derek. I mean, this dude's a freak. Uh, so, yeah, definitely want to see more of him. And I did feel like when the Colts used him, I thought he showed flashes. I really do think he looked good. So I was kind of shocked that they went away from him a little bit more. But I think he will find a role here in year number two with the Colts. And they just got to find ways to get this guy on the field. Because I truly believe that he has a lot of physical tools that you really, really like. And, Derek, maybe that was, in part, kind of some of the reasons why things didn't work out with Nate Ollie, because Tommy, while you drafted him fairly high, you know, in round number four, and he didn't see the field hardly at all. So, yeah, definitely want to see more of him moving forward. And a name that I think when you look at that crowded defensive line room, you kind of forget about Adetami I mean, you really do. But he's a name that I think you shouldn't forget because, you know, everybody was saying, how in the world did this guy last that long, you know, in the fourth round? How did he last that long? And so for for a guy like him who has those physical tools, who showed flashes, I'm looking forward to seeing what he can do in year number two, Derek. Really excited for that.
2: You know, the Indianapolis Colts defensive coaching staff have had their fair share of, you know, prioritizing relationships and other things over talent wise when it comes to certain players. I mean, we talked about it in 2022 when it came to came to Brandon face on uh, that was definitely something we were like, why in the world is this dude still playing? Uh, he's terrible sort of thing. Uh, and then, you know, maybe it was a certain situation with out Tommy. we'll never know, uh, but we'll have to see what he does. Last guy here, Cody, we could talk about. And I, I think everyone forgot about this guy. And, you know, he is not a guy that is a big name out there. And I think a lot of people are just going to sit there and once again say, Oh, limited sample size. You can't say anything about Dallas flowers, but there he is. And it's one of those situations, Cody, where we saw it in the first couple weeks of the season for Dallas flowers. He was playing like an average NFL corner in this league. And You know, a lot of people say, oh, it's just average, but I mean, it's very difficult for you to play at average NFL cornerback level, especially for an undrafted guy out of when it comes to Dallas Flowers and a guy who doesn't have much experience at the position uh, for that, you know, from at this level. So for Dallas Flowers, I think, honestly, Cody, I would not be surprised if he is still the number two outside corner for Indianapolis this next year. I mean, he went into this year with that. He looked really good to start the year. I would not be surprised if he is the number two corner going into this next year as well for Indy.
1: And again, I think that's why you can make a potential argument for not drafting a corner as early. I think that's why you legitimately can, Derek, because Dallas Flowers showed that he can be a solid NFL corner, right? And you have him, you have Jalen Jones at number two corner, those two guys battling it out. While we definitely think the Colts need to draft somebody, you know, you could say, you know, they could honestly be fine with the corners they have as the starters. Like you could honestly be okay with that if of course, if Dallas Flowers is fully back and fully healthy and all that stuff. But yeah man, uh really looking forward to him and what he provides here for the Colts and um really hoping that he can uh just be all the way back because I love that competition that he'll bring in that corner room and you definitely need it. Um you definitely need all the competition you can get to get the best out of the players you have. And so a guy that we forgot super early in the season, got lost and you know, it, you just he didn't he didn't see him, you didn't hear from him for the majority of the season and then he's coming back and he's going to be right there competing. I really do believe that.
2: Yeah, I definitely think he can resurge and become a really great player for this team. I mean, he may never be elite, but I mean to be a solid corner in this league. I mean, there's a lot of there's a lot worse things you can be, um, and we've had our fair share of really bad cornerback play uh, in this league for a long time. When it comes to Indy, um, and if he's anything, uh, if he's anything but that, then. I'll gladly take that (laughs) for anything else that we've had in recent memory. So that'll definitely be nice, but that's going to do it for this one, guys. That was some players that we feel either have been forgotten or pushed to the side because some people don't believe they actually can do some great things for this team. Let us know your thoughts. Who are some players that you feel like are forgotten and who are some players that you think are really going to step up after, you know, not having the chance to last year. Uh, But that's going to do it for this one, guys. Let us know your thoughts. Thank you so much for tuning in. And as always, go Colts. I'm Mark Chapman.
1: Welcome to the Planet Premier League podcast.